All right, uh, so the international break just finished. Very boring international break. And you know how it is when uh, we do have to take a break from club football just to watch uh, some, you know, a bunch of uninterested international players play for their countries. Some teams already know their fate as far as going to the World Cup is concerned, the likes of Brazil, Argentina, and so on, while likes of Nigeria in a group that, you know, had minnows we had to struggle just to even... <laughs> Uh, make it to the playoffs. You're welcome to Strictly Sports. My name is John Bino, the hard tackling and the super dynamic with my story combination of Makaleli and Javi, Golekante and Andre Pelo, where intensity and tenacity and craft and uh, today is the FPL special, as we always do it. Akachiku is here with me. Uh, Charles um, is a new, uh, you know, person on the podcast uh, today, and he's coming to offer his, I won't call it expertise, because Akachiku is the one that has the expertise when it comes to FPL come to offer a side of the coin or a side of the death or die so uh, let me welcome him first since he's the newbie here so king tichale you're welcome it's not saying much i got you there yeah i'm here all right so what's up now Shall- how's it going i'm I'm good, I'm good. I think we lost Charles for a moment, but he should be back. Anyways, I'm good. How was the international break? Boring, as usual. Um, really, really boring. Although, like, this was this was a bit more interesting because of the uh, because of what was what was at stake in terms of World, World Cup qualifiers. So it was a bit more interesting, like I should say, but still boring. Glad that football is back this weekend actual football yeah as you said football you had to clarify (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean but like actual football club football is actual actual football a lot of these internationals are pointless especially europe um, in european european continent like a lot of their games are pointless you saw france germany and england winning by almost um, basketball scores or should I say hockey yeah, scores I, you know the interesting thing you know for San Marino I saw a start I didn't go to confirm uh, since they started for about 30 something years since they started their international career as a country yeah. playing international football they've only scored 19 goals in 33 years yes 19 goals I didn't confirm it but I'm, 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 I'm inclined to believe it and it's shocking very poor they're not serious they're not even good enough you know when you look at some of the african countries that we have and the teams that used to be considered minnows back in the days you can see them giving even the giants a run for their money these days for example cape verde took nigeria to you know the very last minute of the game because nigeria were just a goal away from not even making it to the playoffs yeah and you you saw like we saw ivory coast missing out we saw even Algeria, who are like are the African champions, were a goal away against Burkina Faso. They were a goal away from yeah. missing out. So it's way more competitive. And you know, people are clamoring for more slots for other continents, but you can't really beat Europe because I, I would say that they've earned it. They have the highest number of participants in terms of, uh, you know, the teams that are registered and all that also participate in these competitions. That's why they have so many groups and so many countries participating 
And at the end of the day, they have to bring in 13 representatives and they actually do well. They represent themselves well at the World Cup. Then we've got fight for Africa. Africa is the next on the tally. Uh, I think four and a half for South America and Asia. Yeah. Those are yeah. who are to but, but In terms of, uh, if we actually look at it here, I think it's apart from the fact that those minnows in Europe are it's pointless for them they, they, they don't have any chance but yeah. the European qualifiers are actually kind of more competitive now because we see should I say mid-level countries or above mid-level countries now now they now have the platform or they are now able to compete with those countries that will them top countries like I'm referring to the country right. like like um, Sweden or Switzerland or even Norway or Turkey. Yeah. These countries Scotland, are now yeah. able to compete. Yes, Scotland, Czech Republic, they are now able to compete with um, the Netherlands and Italy's and the Germany's. And um, we saw Sweden give um, Spain a run for their money. So it's yeah, actually really yeah. competitive. I, I can't say they don't res- they don't deserve those those slots because we've seen some re- we can see some really good European countries are still missing out. So I think every everyone that qualifies from Europe has to earn it. So they, all right, I think Charles yeah. is Charles starts now. Charles, yeah, yeah, speak up. You can hear me now, right? Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, we can. Uh, thank you very much. It's nice being on the show. I wanted to just point out you failed to mention Serbia. Like Serbia really did mess yeah. Portugal's qualification. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was really, really, really that, interesting. That, That's yeah. kind of the highlight of this international break. Seeing some a team like Serbia break the norm. So Inter, um, European internationals, um, their qualifiers so far has been a bit better, but we now have groups like the one England was in, where the decimated two teams, eight and nine zero back to back. I don't get how that happens in the competitive stage. It's as if you were playing training matches. So, yeah. Yeah, but you also have to consider that England in their group, they had Portugal, they had Hungary. Like, these are two okay countries, and Portugal. Sorry, they had Poland, not Portugal. They had Poland, Portugal came from. They had Poland and Hungary. So, <laughs> so but, maybe we're not Portugal. And and another one was was Switzerland qualifying ahead of Italy. Yeah, but Switzerland have yeah. Switzerland have always been a solid team, a solid team, and they have enough quality to trouble anybody. Even when they get to the World Cup, they are always competitive. So even the they, just concluded Euros, you remember yeah. they are the ones that knocked yeah. France out. So yeah, yeah, yeah they are after, very, very, very solid. And yeah, very solid. All right, that's that for international break. At least we're able to give a breakdown of you know some of the things, especially in Europe. So now let's talk about the fantasy Premier League. So many teams are coming back. Some some guys have already gotten injured. But Pogba is one of those, you know, lucky players. He even got injured before kicking the ball on the pitch. He was actually training. And he, um, you know, um, got injured and he'll be out for about eight to ten weeks. So, obviously, out of the picture. Since he had the, was it the first two or three games? That he had seven assists. I'll be yeah. first five games. That's I can't remember. Yeah. And yeah. it was all Pogba, Pogba. And, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, no longer Pogba. I think he even had four assists in a game. 
that should be the game in the against, first game. Yeah. Yeah. Against Francis. Against Leeds, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite so, interesting. So now, uh, Akachuku, who are the who are the players that sh- we should be on the lookout for now? Because there are two players on for Chelsea who are form in terms of Rhys James and Ben Chilwell. They have been given not just defensive returns in terms of clean sheets, but they've been given attacking returns as well. So it means that uh, if you're trying to go for you know certain defenders that you're thinking that okay, even if I don't get a clean sheet today, I might get a return assist or goals. Uh, you know, those are the two that are, you know in the, on the lips of everyone right now. For goalkeepers, uh, Dumendi, uh, you know, as well, another reliable option at that particular department. And obviously, Ederson, a no-brainer, because Manchester City, they're the ones that consider the least expected goals as XG. So it means that by default, you'll be expecting um, their players to keep clean sheets as their defenders and their goalkeeper as well. Then Alisson, but the problem is Liverpool haven't been keeping a clean sheet, even though it might change now that uh, Fabinho has come back. And you know, when Fabinho plays, Fabinho helps to show up uh, the, the defence. He helps to, you know, kind of add an extra layer of security for the yeah. defence. But it's yeah. not been really so for Liverpool these days in terms of clean sheets. So you have to rely on the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold or Robertson, who is now injured, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to give you attacking returns. So, Akachiko, let me start from you before going to Charles. Who are the players that you'll be looking at that some people should bring in if they don't have right now? Okay, so um, right now it's, it's tricky, like very important spell in um, regards to the FPL season. From now, game 12. I think we lost Akachuku there. Okay, you can go on. We are just going, Charles. Mm. Why until he comes back? Okay, so for me, I'll start with my captain pick. Clearly, it's, it's a simple choice. You just have Salah there and you're good to go. You guys, yeah, see, if you don't have Salah, then I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I don't know why you're playing the game. Except you want to be an anomaly like someone I know. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But besides Salah, you have some players that like Harry Kane, for example. Yeah, I know he has not really done well so far in the Premier League, but I saw that he has scored 17 goals this season, although just one is in the Premier League. I think... Yeah, seven uh, against San Marino. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> I think that I get this is the part of the season where Conte is going to maximize his talent. Kane is definitely a solid striker. He has shown that over the seasons and but it's too expensive, is... I guess, to risk it like right now. Okay, yeah, there's definitely that, but his price has dropped, if I'm not mistaken, from 12.5. Should be 12.2 now, but like you said, almost three point three. Yeah. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. I catch you. Okay. But, yeah, like we said, do Hurricane has done. Well, for his country, but we just need him to start showing that for Tottenham so that he will be that that's when he'll be considered as a solid choice. But for now, you can just watch him, monitor him, and see how he plays in the next two game weeks. I think, Are we uh, monitoring We know who Harry Kane is. Come on, you know who he is. Yeah, when that's true. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's 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 this this period is kind of tricky 
Because from like now, um, from game week 12 to like game week 21, that's yeah. from um, Saturday till January 1st. There are like 10 game weeks in the space of um, 43 days. So that's a lot. There yeah. are a lot of games packed into um, a very congested period. So yeah. like when you're selecting players now, there's a lot to consider. You have to take a longer view. You, you can't just or you shouldn't you can't do anything you want to do but you shouldn't just pick you shouldn't pick players just based on the next one or two games um you should pick players to try to fill up your bench with players who would play because this period we'd see a lot of we'd see a lot more injuries first and then we'd, yeah. we'd see a lot more rotation, rotation so yeah. try to make sure any are solid picks that get rarely rotated and just in case they still get rotated you make sure you have players who actually play on your bench so um there are three or four teams that have really good fixtures going into this period first one is sports and then sport excuse me i think with sports they have a new coach they are really um Potentially, there are three. There's King, the son. There's or the way he's asking his team to play. Regulion and Demasterial become really good picks. Because I saw a stat that at Inter, yes. 45, 45% of his goals, um, his fullbacks were involved in some way, either as yeah. or scoring. So and he has really that's impressive. Yeah, Hakimi Young, um, um, Damian Perisic, so so um and this um what's his name? Regulion has already asked, has already said in an interview that Conte is asking him to play for that of the pitch. That as much as he wants him to be defensively solid, he also wants him to get forward and gets in the box and score. But the thing with Spurs, I would advise caution. I would advise to wait and see. Wait for one or two game weeks. Their schedule is really good over a long period. So you can just give them one or two games because he didn't have a preseason. He's normally a fast starter. That's Conte at New Teams. But he didn't have a preseason with Spurs. So I would advise wait and see. But their assets, if you want to get keen, um, Kane, I, I personally won't get Kane yet. He's too expensive to too expensive. Um, just take a gamble on. It's a gamble, basically, because Conte puts defensive solidity first. So if you, if um, Spurs score one goal or two goals and go ahead, you don't see, I don't really see um, Spurs bombing forward to try to score more goals. They'll be more, try to be more defensive. Conte will take a 1-0 win any day, any time. So, I wouldn't really jump into getting Kane. Son is also a good option. For Son, you have to... Son has the possibility of getting um, substituted. He gets... In the last two games, he got substituted towards the end of the game. So, there's that in the consideration. So, for now, generally, sports, the whole of sports team would just be wait and see for me. So, where I would get um, my assets now, two teams that are jumping out at me are Liverpool and um, Manchester City. Yep. So Liverpool's fixture, Liverpool has the best attack in the league statistically. Um, goals, expected goals, expected 
um, goal involvement. Um, Salah, Salah, Mane, and Jota, three of them have the highest expected goals. Like they are the top three, and then for expected goal involvement, three of them are in the top four. Um, Bowen makes up the top four. So Jota is, should I say, a priority pick? In fact, he's even my trans. He's the person I'm transferring in this game week. I've, I'm still batting in my head either Jota or Pudding because they are very at their price points. They are extremely good. Like you, you're getting a Liverpool a player that plays in the Liverpool front three that is yeah, the best attack yeah. in the league and he plays as a midfielder and he's 7.5 so it is still so as much as people would be discouraged by Jota's um, run when he had a previous run in the same he didn't do too well but he scored goals and he still had very high expected goal involvement even if he didn't actualize it but Jota would be my priority pick for this week and going forward also considering that Salah and Mane would leave um, in January, so Jota is going to be, even be more of a long-term pick. Although I would advise caution because um, recently Oriki has kind of been doing well, <coughs> even in um, yeah, played, during the international break for Belgium. So like he's. Once or twice, um, he might start as a striker. Femino is out in December. That's what even makes Jutta yeah. jump out yeah. so much. Femino is out till mid or late December. So he would most likely start most games ahead of Jutta. So look to Liverpool, look to Manchester City, Foden, Chancelo. Those those would be my those would be yeah, my top yeah. Gallagher ahead of Smith Rowe. Gallagher should is is a must have because um, Crystal Palace are coming out of a very, very bad run of fixtures, and they've done so well. You get, and Gallagher has done so well, so he's coming into a very good fixture swing with a lot of form. So now he has form on his side, he has fixtures, and he's so, so low priced. So Gallagher is um, another top price. What do you say? He just made his English debut, so his head will be hot. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen a lot of Gallagher yeah. or Smith Rowe on, on my Twitter sale. Um, but considering that Smith Rowe is coming out of his, his best run of fixtures, he's entering kind of a tough run while um Gallagher is doing the opposite. So I would, and he has better stats, um, on the line stats, expected goals, expected goal involvements per 90 minutes, um, all that big chances. It's all Gallagher, so I would pick Gallagher over Smith Rowe. Defensively, just fill your team up with Chelsea, um, Liverpool, Manchester, Man City. Liverpool, I heard John say we won't concede, we won't keep a lot more clean sheets. But like CAA is always going to score. CAA is also is always going to create. Yeah, he's always going to, yeah. Yeah, he's always definitely, going to definitely. That's why you should go with Robertson is not really injured. He had a knock or he's um, Club said he might be fit. So, people that are running after Simicas, careful. Robo might start. Might. Yes. So, there are a lot of things. Just when you're trying to get players, just look more long term. Look at their fixtures long term. The next six, seven games. Yeah. 
All right, so let me quickly come to Charles as we wrap up right now. So, Charles, who would you say are the two most important players in your team? No, let me not say two because Salah, don't mention Salah. Everybody knows Salah is like the most important player in the FPL. So, mention three, the three most important players in your team. The players that you will stick with through the canteen, rain or sunshine. Okay, so um, we have Rafinha in my team and so far his his outfit has been excellent if you look at the his history um he's had at least seven to eight game weeks where he gave a goal or assist he gave a goal involvement so there are fixtures to even though they have um chelsea man city in december their december fixtures may get tough but you know how marcelo bielsa plays and there's always that likelihood that his team are going to score goals and um, Rafinha has been an excellent outlet for them. And in defence, Akachuko has already named two of the players that I have already. You have Cancelo and Alexander Arnold. Cancelo, this season he has just stepped up from where he left off. You know when um, Guardiola came in and was using on the left, substituting with Zinchenko, but so far this season he has owned that position and he has seen another level. I think the level that we expected of him when he was still at Juventus with Ronaldo. Uh, his his crossing abilities, he's also good with his long distance shots because he has scored a number of them this season. So yeah, I have um, Rafinha, Cancelo and Arnold. Arnold, there's little to be said about him. You already know his attacking contributions far, far out with some of the midfielders that even have in the game, even some of the strikers. So Arnold is definitely a player to keep. So these are my three guys. Then for any other thing, I also have um Raul Jimenez. So Wolves the they have been in transition and um Jimenez didn't start the season so strongly but clearly the underlying stars started playing out for them. And Raul Jimenez he's someone that you would expect to, because of his uh, flair, you always expect something to come from him. Even though he's playing is a tough team, you can still expect him to give that um, assist or give lead that pass to his teammates. The only downside is that the supporting cast, they are not always there for him, but still, he always shows that he's a star boy. So yeah, the song I liked, I've always liked him. He has returned massively. Yeah, I like I like him in the season. I really like the guy. So everybody likes him. I love him. Yeah, like he's an excellent player. He's he's excellent. I really wish that All he right, could join Manchester United. Before we take too long. So so just 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 one minute. Um, in case yeah. like a lot of people would be like lower down in the ranks and in terms of captains everybody captains Salah Salah is, has 70 plus percent ownership so he's no longer a differential so if you're looking to move up the ranks you're looking for differentials um, I think you should look at Callum Wilson Callum Wilson at Newcastle they have um, kind of a good run of fixtures so you should look at him I think he has just 2 percent ownership or something also look at um, Gerard. Um, Aston Villa look at that thing Gerard should although they have two or three good fixtures and then they go into a kind of bad patch but you can get some differentials from there Magin um, or what's this guy's name Watkins then also look at Paul's and their wing backs if you're looking for differentials like I said you can choose to jump on them early Reguilion and Emerson Real 
So those four guys, Makin, um, um, Wills, Emerson Royal, and Red Leon, they could be good differentials. So if you're willing to take a punt, if you're trying to move up your mini leagues this period, yeah, those guys can look at those guys. Uh, sorry, just let <laughs> me just add one more tip. Um, I think if you still have Tony in your squad, Tony from Brentford, then you're just wasting your time. No, no, that Tony, guy. I'm going to roll him like a golf ball and golf him away. <laughs> I asked Tony because I brought him and he blanked. But he has Newcastle next, so I'm not selling I'm not getting a hit. I'm not um, okay. getting my yeah, next because I want to get rid of him. He's not. Yeah, he's Tony playing Newcastle, so I'll just leave him. You were saying something about good run of fixtures, and Tony has shown me that having a good run doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Disappointment. Oh, good. Let's not talk about him. Let's let's wrap it up. Thank you very much for coming. You know, on this episode today, Charles. It was wonderful. You know, having you around. Thank you. Thank you. It's really nice. Yeah. As we. Yeah. Nice chatting with you guys. All right, has right, been uh, you know a wonderful uh, time on today's episode talking about uh, the international break as well as fantasy Premier League. Akachiko as usual, the regular here, and then uh, Charles coming in for the first time. You'll be hearing his voice as well subsequently. Jobio is my name, and I'm the super dynamic midfield maestro. Don't forget to spread kindness wherever you find yourself. Bye for now. <laughs>